0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Woody Overton. Y'all will be getting this drop, regular lifers, on the Tuesday after the crew bash. So that's over with. I'm sure it was a smashing success. Um, I know I can tell you now, and we still have two days left, but I can tell you now that we beat our Lopa raffle tickets, the money that we raised for Lopa, we beat it. I don't know how much yet, but I I can tell you what we beat last year's already. So thank you to everyone who purchased tickets. I really do appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who came to the Crew Bash. I love you much in the VIP event. love you much. Hope you your hangovers are gone by now. (laughs) But I'm about to get started. So a couple announcements. Today's episode is going to be totally different anyway, but just hear this out. If you were at the Crew Bash, then you know that we have a lot of big changes that have taken place. One, hopefully, the music, the new intro music for Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. You've, hopefully, you got to heard it today uh, before you heard my voice. And it is produced and performed by Chase Tyler and the world-famous Chase Tyler Band. So we want to give them a shout-out and say thank you so much. And, and your music rocks. We love it love it love it can't wait to see all the things we're going to do together in the future thank y'all so much for composing and recording it i love you and if y'all don't get to hear it you'll get to hear it next week also real life real crime the podcast is now produced by envision podcast studios out of Denham springs louisiana and the executive producer is jim chapman thank you jim for all your work and what you put in behind the scenes already and again, I can't wait to see what we're going to get to do together in the future. Moving forward, I announced Saturday at the show, and I'm going to tell it to the rest of the world now, that I'm starting a new podcast, totally different than Real Life, Real Crime. You know that I signed with Cloud 10 Media, and it was partnered with iHeartRadio, and they approached me about doing a show totally different than Real Life, Real Crime, where I sit down and I'm raw and unscripted and tell my own stories. They want to do a big production show where we're doing it. Actually, it's done. I've, I, I've already recorded my part. It's in production. It will be released the first week of April in 2022. So just a couple of months. And the name of the show is Scorched Justice in in Scorch Justice, I will be looking at nationally known cases, a lot of them that you lifers have submitted to me. And I will go in and work it from my unique perspective as a law enforcement professional and also from the defense side. As a law enforcement expert, I'm putting my own spin on the cases, y'all. And so when this one comes out, the first one is going to be fire. This uh, The season is recorded. It's going to have all the big show production, music, Our Heart's producers, Cloud 10's producers, the, their graphic artists, and we'll be posting that everywhere. So that's coming the first week of April of 2022. So stay tuned for Scorched Justice, a true crime podcast by Woody Overton. Also, because of Courtney Coco's case, which we y'all went to court last week, on Monday, I sat with Miss Stephanie on the front row and Courtney's family, and we finally got a trial date for David Anthony Burns, who is under arrest, been indicted by a jury of his peers for the murder of Courtney Coco. That trial date is August the eighth of twenty twenty-two. It's important, so the that's coming. Of course, I'll be covering it. um Then we have Miss Barbara Blunt's case. Never giving up. Going to continue to do what we do now. Less than 1% of all cold cases ever get solved. And the longer the case is cold, the harder it is to solve it. We're never going to give up on Miss Barbara Blunt. Continue to call in your tips. Y'all know what happened. I said I wasn't going to take any more of those cases and that I couldn't do it. And then Mary Pocho's case came. And I did the five part series after turning so many people down, or, you know, I helped them when I could, but I took this case. You heard the reasons in the past, but you know, basically it's because my wife said, How can you not take this case and help this family and use your platform? And so I did. And they went from saying the detectives told the family, This case will never be solved unless you can provide a video of Gerald Pusho killing Mary. Well, guess what? That was incorrect we did I did a call to action with the lifer's I told the story and they went from saying it'd never be done to within a week they made two arrests and now Gerald Pusho is under arrest for second degree murder of his wife of 40 plus years Mary and obstruction of justice and his new wife is under arrest for obstruction of justice the one the lady he married after he killed according to law enforcement now after he killed Mary. So and I still get the requests, y'all, from all over all over the country. Uh, all these families that are hurting and I said I wasn't gonna do it anymore. Well, you know what? I'm going to. So it's gonna be real life, real crime, hashtag justice for blank. And the blank is gonna be filled in by whatever case I that I'm spotlighting if you will. And I'm going to pick which cases and what order I'm going to work them in. I'm not going to tell that yet, just like I did in Mary's case, in Courtney's case, in Miss Barbara's case. I'm going to highlight the family's pain. I'm going to tell who the victim was, put the human face on them, and then we're going to tell the story of what did or has or hasn't happened, if, it, if things are messed up or appear to be messed up. We're going to lay it all out there, just like in Mary's case. You know why? Because it's important to me, and I know the reason we're starting the separate. I'm starting the separate podcast, Real Life, Real Crime hashtag Justice Four, is because there's a lot of lifers who don't like to hear those stories. They just want to hear me tell my old cop stories, and I get that. That's what Real Life, Real Crime was premised off of. But these these cases, these cold cases, are important to me, and I'm gonna do it raw and unscripted, just like I've done in the past. But it'll be a separate podcast. If you don't like to hear these series about these victims and their families, then you don't have to listen. But if you do like it, and hopefully, y'all, by telling these stories and shining the light on these victims and the family pain, that hopefully we'll get more closures, like we did in Mary's case. I think it's too important to me as a human being, a father, a son, a brother, and an ex-cop and all that, It's important to me, and if we can solve even one more, it would be a huge success. Not ratings-wise. I'm talking about a huge success for me personally, and I can't do it without the lifers. Y'all have done it in the past. None of those cases were brought to closure by Woody Overton himself. It was y'all helping me. Okay, so two new podcasts, Scorch Justice, Big Show Production, Cloud 10 Media, iHeartRadio, biggest cases you ever heard of, me putting my spin on them and hopefully maybe bringing a little bit of resolution to those two but big show production but those are national cases, these are the ones that y'all already know about, first week of April 2022 it's coming, you'll, you'll get to see all the advertisements through Cloud 10 and iHeartRadio etc ahead of time, the next one Real Life Real Crime Hashtag Justice4 again that's separate than real life real crime so to be three podcasts total and we're going to highlight these cases and I just think it's important and I love y'all each and every one of you uh patron members convicts thank you so much for your support can't be a patron member or convict I get it I love you just as much anyway but I want to help bring closure or at least tell these stories on these families I have the platform to do it I just have to bite the bullet and do it, but I can't do it without y'all. So, all right, let's get to the t- today's episode. Y'all, this is different. Um, I don't really know what I'm going to say yet, The but this week, several days ago, a good friend of mine went missing. And when I say a good friend, I mean a good friend. I've known him for over 20 plus years. He is, I I don't don't want to say was yet, he is a decorated Vietnam War hero in in my mind. And when I first met him all these years ago and we became friends, he's he's probably about 20 years older than me. Uh, I got to take him hunting, and we were sitting around the fire. I knew he'd been been in Nam, et cetera, but I didn't know he'd actually been on Hamburger Hill. Y'all go back and look up that movie. Uh, where the Americans keep trying to take this hill over and over again, and they just basically get slaughtered, and at the end, they take the hill. As soon as they take it, they move them off of it. Why, they all die, right? Well, my friend, that was his Army unit. He was on Hamburger Hill, all right? And his name is Harry Brignag. Now, he would get out of the military and go home to French Settlement, Louisiana which is in Livingston Parish, and he would become the chief of the French Settlement Police Department. It's an elected position, y'all. And he did it for over 30 years. Now, I don't think I've ever said his name directly on the podcast, but I might have said Swim, someone who isn't me or whatever, telling the story. Maybe for a couple of obvious reasons. Maybe I'll touch on some of those again today, but the... He was a career public servant, 30 years. Think about that. In a small town, being the chief, you get to see all these generations of kids and everybody growing up. You get to see all the good things, but you get to see all the worst things, and you worked them, and you know everybody. Now, um, I remember when Caitlin Adale went missing, and Harry knew the family and Harry knew Caitlin, and, you know, he worked that case diligently with us, and it's just one of many, you know. Now, Harry was pretty famous for writing tickets, speeding tickets in French Settlement, and I get that, and I'll tell you a real quick story about him. Years ago, he and some friends, uh, we won't say who, went hunting up in Mississippi, and they were, they were invited to go hunting, and when they they were, they were assured everything was taken care of, the hunting license and all that stuff, and and Harry said he had a brand-new rifle. And he goes up on this invited guest hunt, and they're in this camp, and Mississippi game wardens show up. And they they, they want to check a license and everything. Well, guess what? The license never were bought, and they all got it charged, we'll say. They all got tickets and, and it took their guns and, and, and shit, they didn't cut them any slack. Even though these guys were uh, I guess in powerful positions in Louisiana, Mississippi nailed them to the wall. I mean, they, Harry said he even went to court to try to talk to the judge about it I'm like, hey, they, we were promised uh-uh, didn't care. Had to pay all kinds of money and fines, etc. Now, Harry told me after that he said anytime he happened to stop somebody for whatever reason that had a Mississippi license plate, the, uh, there was a certain major over wildlife and fisheries in Mississippi that he dealt with. And they pretty much said he was an asshole. And anytime he would write somebody a ticket from Mississippi and, and you know, it always treated them nice and, and everything. And when he was given the ticket, they said, whatever about the ticket. He said, well, you know what? The, um, maybe you can call major such-and-such such wildlife fisheries and and ask him, can he help you out, right? Kind of guy Harry was, kind of like me when it came to stuff like that. Y'all hear that? That's the sound of Shopify making me money. I love it. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere Synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Shout out to Astropro
1: for sponsoring this
0: episode and providing us with free samples.
1: My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you?
0: <laughs> I love that you like <laughs> It's that time of year, though, bro.
1: I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine.
0: Yeah, well, have you tried Astropro? It's faster, bro. Oh. All right? Astropro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. really kicked up with it right i use Astropro every time my nasal allergies flare up and i'm always amazed at how fast
1: i'm back in the game down on those rows
0: playing my stuff
1: Hey y'all, my wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause, hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. R-L-R-C at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code R-L-R-C for 15% off today.
0: Supercharge your knowledge, your sales, and your success. Shopify is more than a store. Connect with your customers, drive sales, and manage your day-to-day. Shopify instantly lets you accept all major payment methods. Shopify has thousands of integrations and third-party apps from on-demand printing to accounting to advanced chatbots to and beyond. Discover endless possibilities. Shopify is tirelessly reinventing tools of growth for millions of businesses, helping them succeed every day. Shopify believes in liberating commerce for all because entrepreneurship has the power to drive communities forward and commerce can be a force for good. Y'all, when I started Real Life for Crime, it was a total mess, right? Trying to sell our merch and different things online. We had to advertise it all and do everything and take the money and the payments and the returns and ship it it's just too much for any startup to handle shopify does all that for you and they do the stuff we really didn't know about like the accounting and everything else just give them a chance if you're a startup you're a new business you gotta use shopify it takes all the guesswork and the hard stuff out of it go to shopify.com slash rlrc all lowercase, y'all, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash R-L-R-C right now. Shopify.com slash R-L-R-C. The public servant, dedicating your life to doing that, I mean, it's just really special, y'all. It's really, really, really special. And there were so many nights that I was by myself um, that I had no backup. And Harry was my first backup, okay, on the east side of Livingston Parish when I was working uniform patrol. Even in detectives, going down on murder cases or suicides or whatever, Harry was always there. He always lended a helping hand. But he went missing on Monday, and I'll come back to the stories. He went missing on Monday, and I don't know if there was a note left or not, y'all, but the he went missing, and there's some speculation about that, and I'm not going to speculate about it. They did, the state of Louisiana did what they call a silver alert, and they put out his picture everywhere on all the news channels in the whole state, his, his white truck, the license plate number, kind of like an amber alert, but for older people who may or may not be having mental problems, whatever, they maybe they have dementia, maybe they got lost, I don't know. But they put out the silver alert for Harry Brignac, the former chief of French Settlement, my friend. But even though I hadn't seen him in probably five or six years, but they put it out for him. And I pray that they find him. I pray that, uh, Harry, I pray that you're safe. I pray that you're alive. More than anything, brother, and uh, I hope hope you come home, man. And I'm going to tell a couple quick funny stories about Harry and I'm going to end this podcast, y'all. I want to talk about Harry's story, and a lot of people don't like him. I get that. The 30 years of service, and then how, including y'all, he's a past former head of the Louisiana Chief of Police Association. And he was very active in that group. I mean, every year doing that that stuff, and and everybody knew him from the colonel of the state police to the governors. I mean, everybody knew Harry, right? But Harry was a little bit of a bird of a different feather. I mean, he was no nonsense. And he always says, "Bulldog, hey Bulldog, hey, what's going on, Bulldog?" And um, but he didn't play and. You know, if you arrest a lot, a lot of people, you're always going to have somebody that's going to bitch about you. And if you write a lot, a lot of tickets, you're always going to have somebody that's, that's going to bitch about you. But Harry was an old school cop. And I'll say just a couple, and y'all probably heard me talk about these before. I'm not going to say it was Harry, but let's just say I'm just not going to say. One night, I got a call of a 103D fight at. The Moonlight Tavern, which is pretty much a Louis- South Louisiana hallmark, if you will. Uh, Van Broussard, all these famous people used to play there. And the if you got a call to this place in this fight, I mean, I can't really call it a swamp bar because it doesn't sit directly on the water, but it really is a swamp bar. But if you got called down there, you better believe Sugar turned to shit and you're going to have to put hands on somebody because normally they took care of it themselves but they called in and said hey such and such is in here and he's just raising hell flipping tables fighting da 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 so we roll down there and i get there and my good friend is there and we hit the door right now the moonlight is a long 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 building uh running horizontally on Highway 16, is it's like just an old dance hall, right? And you, when you hit the door, the bar is immediately to your right, and and then everything to your left is goes out towards the dance floor and where the band would play and all that. Just a real, real long building. So we hit the door and they're screaming, "He's down there! He's he's, he's down there uh, by the dance floor, and and he's hiding." So we have to go in and get away through the crowd. The crowd's kind of parting and. My friend starts to holler this kid's name. He knew him, and, and and it dealt with him a lot. And he told me, he said, hey, Bulldog, we're going to have to fight this dude or he's going to run. I said, all right, so I'm ready. And we go down there, and sure enough, we get to one of the end tables, and this guy comes running out from underneath the table, broke in between us, and the foot chases on it. Now, my good friend never was one to after actually chase people we'll say that but we ran out of the door and hit the parking lot bad guy hangs a hard left i'm hanging hard left behind him and i'm thinking the foot pursuit's gonna be on and i hear boom boom <laughs> shit i'm diving hitting the ground right the you know, it scared the fuck out of me and uh but it scared more it scared the bad guy that was in front of me and and he got some real estate, right? He dove down, and then shit. My friend walks up, and puts cuffs on him, and or holsters his pistol. And he carried a revolver, y'all, an old school revolver, big motherfucker. I don't know if it's a forty four Magnum or whatever it was, but it was a big, big silver pistol. And he walks up, and he said, "I got this bulldog," and uh the guys on the ground, he's like, "Don't shoot me! Don't shoot me!" In the he puts handcuffs on him and calls in, hey, uh, 259, I got one in custody, right? I'm like, he puts him in the car, and I'm like, what the fuck, man? And he said, I'm sorry about that, Bulldog. He said, uh, I ain't gonna let no motherfucker run from me. <laughs> and he said, I know this boy, and, and he, you know, whatever. So that's kind of, Old cop stuff. There was if if I'd have pulled my pistol and fired a couple rounds off. I'm not saying they were fired at the guy. Maybe they were. I don't know. But that some bitch hit the dirt quicker than whatever, uh, and including me, <laughs> both of us hit the dirt. But he got arrested and went to jail because of this old public servant, right? Um, another time, and I know I've told this story. A friend got out on a signal 18 or a traffic stop on uh on the bay like the. the 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 river or whatever ran right alongside the road and when he got out he knew the bad guy because he'd been doing it for 20 plus years and the bad guy gets out and I wasn't that far away and I'm pulling up as the bad guy gets out and immediately the bad guy hits the water and I'm like holy shit and we I'm like it was cold too I remember that I'm like "Fuck it, I'm not going in after him and my friend it's like I'm not going after him he said hey boy Hey boy. And the the guy stuck kinda of stopped in, in the middle of the water and and uh he said he said uh come on back here boy you come on back here he said fuck you Harry Fuck you I ain't coming back and and my friend said Fuck me, fuck you He said, You gonna swim? I'm gonna give you a reason to swim. And the big silver pistol came out and let's just say there was a loud Boom. And then and then the guy that was in the water was like, fuck, fuck, are you, are you shooting at me? He said, boy, I told you get your ass over here. I ain't coming in there after you, and we ain't going to chase you. Boom. Fuck. He said, don't shoot me. Don't shoot me. And, and, that, and that dude was walking on water getting to the other side, right? And, of course, he got out on the other side of the river and hit the woods, and they called him later on or whatever. But this is just the kind of no-nonsense guy you, you were dealing with. Um, uh, but you know what? He helped so many people, man. I, I I went on one call with him. It was a suicide in progress, if you will, at A29S. And he knew the guy. It was down on the island. He knew the guy. And he said, he said, look, we go in here. He said, this motherfucker is crazy. And he's supposed to have a gun sitting at the kitchen table. He said, I've dealt with him a hundred times over the years. He said, I know him. He said, but if he says he's going to kill himself, chances are he's going to blow his brains out right in front of us. And I said, all right, so we go in. I put my pistol down by my leg, and Harry didn't. He walks in the door, and, and the guy's sitting. It's a little small trailer, y'all. And the guy's sitting at the um, kitchen table with one of those vinyl plastic tops on top of it and some, you know, like a salt shaker and shit in the middle a napkin holder. But this guy's sitting there, and he's probably in his 40s, no shirt on, Obviously, drunker and shit, you know, whiskey bottle in front of him. And he's sitting there and he said, uh, Harry knocked on the door and said, Hey, whatever the guy's name was, call him John. Hey, John, John, it's Harry. And and he's like, Hey, Harry, Harry, I got a fucking gun. I'm going to kill myself. And sure enough, and Harry goes into the door and I go in behind, beside him. Now, the guy's sitting to our right, um, facing like, the opposite side of the trailer that we're coming in from but in his right hand on top of that same table on top of that vinyl plastic whatever you call those table covers dude had a pistol a semi-automatic dark pistol i'm like fuck he's got a gun and harry just reached back and, and was like give me the signal don't you know don't pull your pistol right or, or don't point your pistol out I, I i could read what he was saying He was like chip 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 he said i got this and so I got my pistol down by my leg. And that, I mean, this guy's got a pistol in his hand. Now, technically, if I'd been there and I didn't know the guy, I'd have come in like, you know, put the pistol down, put the pistol down. And look, it's happened before. And you never heard me tell stories about people that killed themselves in front of us because that shit happens, and it's not something I really want to talk about. Something not something I, I want to relive. But let me tell you what kind of balls Harry had. Harry said, hey, John, hey, hey, John. You, you ain't gonna do this. You ain't gonna do this, bulldog. And 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 the guy's like, "Fuck that, Harry. I'm gonna kill myself." And 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 he went to pick the pistol up. Harry said, "Don't pick that pistol up, bulldog. Let me talk to you for a minute. Just let me, let me have a word." And and he said, "Shit, if you gonna kill yourself, you gonna kill yourself anyway. But let me talk to you for a minute first. And the guy starts crying. He's like, "Harry, I've known you forever." And then and Harry said, "Well, then I'm gonna have a seat here, bulldog." Harry grabs the the chair directly across him. I'm not talking about I'm talking about a foot away from the pistol that's in this guy's hand. Basically the pistol's almost pointed directly on its side at Harry now. Harry takes the chair, turns it around, and sits on it backwards where the uh, the back of the chair is now facing the guy that's could commit suicide and the Harry never drew his pistol. I mean shit he could have, right? It could have turned into a gun battle, but the guy's got his hand on it, and Harry's like just talk him down. Just he said, "Look, bulldog, you've been drinking." He said, "You ain't no fucking trouble." He said, "Take your hand off that pistol and talk to me. He just talk to me real quick." He's like, "Fuck that hair. He Said, "If you lift that pistol, this this young deputy over here is going to take real issue with that, and, you know." And he said, "You don't want that to happen." He said, "I don't want. I don't want to do suicide by."
1: he said.
0: That's why. Right. So he said, "If you, you know what," he said, "Let me talk to you, and if I get done talking to you, if you still want to do it, then fuck it, you do it." And you know, he said, "They know." He said, "But I want to talk to you." And shit, he sat there, and Harry started talking to him, started asking about his grandmother, and then asked about his grandfather, and then asked him his dad was deceased, asking about his mama, and then gets the guy to start not focusing on the pistol. All right, now fuck, it he's he's. A foot away from being, I mean, all the guy had to do was squeeze the trigger and he could have killed Harry, right? Harry had balls that big, and in, Harry talked him down. We were there for like 30 minutes. Other cops pulled up whatever I told them to stand down, stand back, and pulled him up, and in the end, after Harry talked him down about, hey, you don't want to do this, you know, you got a daughter, and I know she lives with your ex, and, and this is how you want to go out and be remembered. He said, no, we, you know, let's get you some help tonight, get you sobered up, da-da-da-da. Harry ends up giving the guy to give him the damn pistol, right? And we did take him, or Harry took him out, actually, and took him out, and we got a Acadian ambulance to come, and they got him locked down on a 72-hour coroner's warrant, yeah, uh, you know, because he said he was going to kill himself, right? Seven, in the state of Louisiana, you can lock somebody up in the hospital for 72 hours on their coroner's evaluation if you've if they're a harm or a threat to themselves, why they're being evaluated. And then they figure out what to do with them from there, whether it's counseling or they sobered up, whatever. I don't know. And I don't know where to happen to the guy, but I can tell you something. You got fucking big, big fucking hairy nuts if you sit that close to a guy that's telling you he's going to kill himself, and that pistol is that close to you, all right? That's what kind of man Harry Brignac was back then, Chief Brignac. So... Just too many of those stories to tell y'all. But you know I mean, like his work ethic. Let's go back to the Moonlight. Um when the Dukes of Hazards came and filmed in uh but most of it was done in Livingston Parish, So some of it here in in, in East Feliciana Parish. But the the Moonlight, the same place that somebody <laughs> shot a couple of rounds off to make a bad guy hit the dirt, they turned that into the uh what's it, the boars nest or hogs nest, whatever boss hogs establishment was right and they filmed all that stuff there well Harry being the chief of police was was it Jessica Simpson Jessica Simpson's personal driver that was his dude the whole time they were down there filming he drove Jessica Simpson around and you better believe that you know, I was coming through town in the morning or whatever for the shooter started getting there and I was talking to him one morning and he's like Oh, yeah, Bulldog, uh, I got to pick Jessica up this morning at such such time and then bring it here and we're going to do this and do that. He da, da, da. was serious. I mean, but it was good. I, I could promise you one thing. Nobody was going to fuck with Jessica Simpson when Harry Brignac was there. You know, so good guy. And, and um, But we all got demons, right? We all got demons. And in 2009, I was involved in a wreck on the river in my party barge and harry was the first one of the first ones that showed up uh, and i mean i was, I was pretty shook up out it. it was a nighttime wreck and they, they ripped off the whole side of my party barge uh, um but harry was there for me then you know and i don't know man he's been there for me too many times uh, like a million calls it seems like and we we were in the sh- oh well i'll tell you one we got a call about a guy that was holding his wife hostage uh, um, down there. It wasn't in French Settlement, but it was in between French Settlement and Marpaul. They had like five rent houses right there in this little circle. And we respond to it, right? Shit, hi, Well, who's my backup? Harry was first one there. We get there. When we get out of the car, of course, we didn't just roll right up on the... I wish I could explain that the rent houses are like in a... Uh, horseshoe, right? So you'd have to drive in and park right in front of your rent house. When I say rent house, y'all. I mean, these things were like three or four hundred dollars a month, basically kind of shacks. Um, but you had to drive up to your shit. Well, we we pull up and and stop on the outside of the thing and shit. We're getting out, and there's like there were like four units pulled up, but harry was one of them getting out, and you hear pow 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 and shit. It's bullets flying and it's from a AK-47 or SKS. I mean, I, I knew it was 7.62. I heard the whizzing, and we're all hitting the dirt, calling out the SWAT team, backing the fuck out, left our vehicles where they were, getting behind trees and shit, and uh, the guys over there screaming. He, he's in, like, the third house down. He's screaming, get the fuck out of here, cops. I'm a killer, da 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 And this turns into a whole night show. We have to call out the SWAT team and everybody else. Well set up the perimeter we spread out to try and had somebody go around the back to try to watch the back door in case the guy got out and by the i don't know where i did at the time i didn't know where harry went but i knew he went off to my left he just kind of disappeared into the darkness and what ended up happening was the like hours later the swat team was there and they're starting to put up the perimeter whoever was watching the back door had never seen the guy leave uh and but Harry was hiding in the woods down if you passed up the rental house and, and it passed up even the last one swamp right Harry's fucking doing some Vietnam shit he's hiding in the woods and I hear 259 I got one in custody and, um suspect secured you can 1064 to net I'm like what and then so the SWAT rushes in hits the house the lady's on the floor she's not dead thank God she's tied up though somehow this guy he got out of the house the when the SWAT team started showing up and the real perimeter was getting in I guess this guy had been crawling out he got out without whoever seeing him get out the back door but he was trying to make it to the swamp one cypress tree at a time but guess what he didn't know Chief Harry Brignac was hiding behind one of his cypress trees he said oh we have bulldog he said I was waiting, I was, I was just figuring he's gonna come that way. And he said, and he walked right past me and I put my pistol to his head and said, bitch, you're under arrest, drop that fucking gun. And the guy dropped the gun and Harry took him into custody. And I mean, the, those are the stories and there's a, a thousand of them that I'll never be able to remember them all. But I'm having a flood of memories about Harry when they did the silver alert this week and he's missing. And then Harry, I want you to come home, man. Um, you know Harry's career ended in like 2018 under some bad circumstances. Uh, um, and I always think it's sad when someone who has a career and they gave so much of themselves over the years, I think it's sad when the career is in on a bad night. You know, and there was a couple of incidents that happened. Some. Some arrests were made or whatever, and he ended up resigning as chief of police for French settlement. And I don't think – I mean, we all got our problems. We all fuck up, right? And and Harry, if you're alive or if if you're not alive, I just don't want people to remember you for the, for the end game, if you will. I want people to know that you are a stand-up guy, and hopefully you are a stand-up guy, and that you – uh, I gleaned a lot of stuff from you, brother. Uh, yeah, good, bad, or indifferent, and I adapted some of it to my own. And I'm praying you coming home, man. The uh, too many stories to talk about y'all, and and we used to hunt together, and just wasn't the time. I didn't get through that I didn't stop and talk to him. Um, you know it wasn't the cases. Even when I made detective, that I that he had a major case that I didn't go out on one. Um, you know, as my wife, but, um, I knew his kids, the, the, you know, I don't know, but so there's a silver alert issued and I'm gonna give you all the license plate number in case it's still going on when you hear this. So I want to share this with y'all. All right. This is one of the articles is probably a hundred of them, but i want to describe his vehicle and describe him to, you know, look, Harry's tall. He's on the um, slender side now. He's got white, white, white hair and a face you'll never forget if you see it, right? Um, But this is one of the articles. It says, the French Settlement Police Department, along with the Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office, are currently looking for French Settlement resident Harry Brignac, who has gone missing. His vehicle is a white 2009 GMC pickup truck with Army license plate, a... Are 5739. Y'all, that's Alpha Romeo 5739. Army plates. You know what they look like. Um, it says if anyone sees the truck, please call the sheriff's office 225 686 2241, extension 1. Tina Brignac, the daughter of the former police chief, said her father was last seen Monday morning and has not been heard from since, leaving his phone and a note at home. It is believed he left in this white 2009 GMC pickup truck, which is also missing. Well, that's it, y'all. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Fuck it. And the, I'm going to tell you this. I don't know about the note stuff and the speculation and what it said and all that, but... I know Harry Brignac is a man of his word. If he says he's going to do something, or he was a man of his word, if he said he's going to do something, he's going to do it. And I just pray he doesn't, and I pray he comes home safely. So y'all be on the lookout. That's a silver alert. And I'm going end to end it with that. I'm just bring Harry home, hopefully. Hopefully alive and well. I'm going to conclude the episode. I don't even know if I named it. I'm going to call it silver alert i guess um real life real crime stuff y'all i'm actually doing a a video recording of this episode we did one last week on um some local rifle stuff everything i'm doing from now on is going to be on youtube if you want to see me video live then go to real life real crime podcast. You have to type all that in real life real crime podcast on YouTube and subscribe to us or hit the like or subscribe button, however it works. And then every time we drop a video, the Vision Podcast Studio will be editing my videos, etc. And every time they drop it, then you'll get to go watch me. And if you want to watch that live, I mean the one would drop like 4 or 5 days ago has like 2. Five thousand views on her or something like that so do that and don't forget about our real life real crime community app it's downloaded for free in the app store it has everything that we have on the crew page and all our other social medias plus a whole lot more stuff y'all it's free the Go download it for free. I'm getting away from Facebook as much as I can because I don't like to be censored. And I'm the only one that's censoring the app. But it's so much more. It's true crime facts. It's it's updates on our cases. It's everything that we have times 10. It's too much for me to even tell you about. So go check it out. Real Life Real Crime community app. Download it for free from the app store. And follow me on Instagram at Real Life Real Crime. And Lopa, I hope we made y'all proud S- Saturday night at the Crew Bash. Yeah. Um, Lopa saves lives, y'all. Uh, nonprofit, and it's about being an organ donor, Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency. And if you're a, you are you want to be an organ donor and you want to sign up, you had not signed up already, you don't have to be from the state of Louisiana, or you can be from the state of Louisiana. Go to Lopa.org. If you're a lifer from Argentina and you want to sign up, go to Lopa.org. It takes about two minutes. Fill it out. Be a hero. Give the gift of life. And I'm Woody Overton. You host the real life, real crime, the podcast. And until next time or ever, don't let me catch you down on Murder you. Peace.